I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kevin Newman is no longer the franchise's most tenured player. And did you even know that he had been that? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that you can check out. Newman was traded to the Reds over the weekend for a righty reliever, Dowry Moretta. Moretta is not exciting. 26 years old, 5.4 ERA last year over 38 and a third innings. Granted, it's in Cincinnati, which is a tough place to pitch. He does have a fastball that hits 96 miles an hour. Most relievers do at this point. He had a pretty decent whiff rate, especially on his fastball and his slider. He has a a terrible sinker that doesn't sink. You can tell I'm really stoked about having this guy, right? I guess what it makes me wonder, and this is going to come up just pretty much nonstop for years if you think about it, is what's the finish line? And by that, I don't mean, and please don't interpret it as such, oh no, how can you manage uh, this roster without Kevin Newman on it? You can't, you can't, Think of it like that, okay? He, he had a nice little bounce-back season um, after missing a, a lot of it to injury. He ran up some nice uh, old-school numbers. Uh, he still wasn't hitting the ball very hard, and, and that's something that really he's not ever done. And he played his usual sound defense. He was a total pro. He moved over to second base when O'Neill Cruz came along. And everybody loves Newman. There's, there's, there's nothing negative to say about him other than that he doesn't hit the baseball very hard. But Newman is the kind of guy that if you were getting serious at any point about anything, <laughs> I was trying to think of the thing that they'd be serious about already, about anything then you would say, okay, here's a decent guy to keep around. And I've said this before. This isn't an after the fact. This isn't pile on the pirates just because they made a move. I've said this before. He's someone that if you start getting closer to where you want to be, a pretty decent guy to have around. Uh, Not the most vocal type or whatever, but certainly a leader from the standpoint of, you know, doing so by example of being one of those uh, goes about his business the right way, to use the baseball term. And he's got some of that. 
And if you move someone like that now and you do it for such a small, small return, you know, relief pitchers are everywhere. Middle relievers are everywhere. You move a, a, a guy who can fill in for you, play capably. It's just, you know, it feels like more of the same unless, unless there's something else behind it. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I'm not in the business of giving anybody who's running the Pirates the benefit of the doubt. They lost the right to that sort of thing a long, long time ago. However, however, if you believe, and I mean really, really believe, in the middle infield depth that you've already got, then moving Newman makes sense. But I'm throwing a big, big if on that because I don't know and haven't heard that they believe in Rodolfo Castro, who's the guy that really needs to be singled out here, I think more than Nick Gonzalez, because Castro is already in the majors. Castro has shown the ability to rise up on occasion, do things that other guys can't. He's got some pop. He's got some speed. He'll do some things that'll make you scratch your head. But he's got a passion for the game. He and Cruz have a long-standing relationship. There's maybe something there, but I'm saying maybe in part because they seem to constantly be saying maybe behind the scenes. If there's some sort of deep commitment to Castro as even a potential second baseman, I've never picked up on it. Gonzalez's different story. His season wrecked by injury for the most part, went to the Arizona Fall League to try to recoup some of those plate appearances. He still has the pedigree. He is still seen as someone who should make it to the majors as a significant hitter. And when I say significant, I'm talking about pop, not just home runs, but uh, driving the ball and driving the ball to all fields. But he's got to do it. He's got to do it. You'll notice that there aren't many people saying anymore, oh, Nick Gonzalez, he's the guy. He's the guy. When you're talking about the system now, his name sometimes doesn't even come up. You can get through nine, ten names without mentioning him. So you don't know about him either. There's other guys that you can, I, I guess, at least, you know, peripherally throw into the conversation like Hoy Park to Capita Marcano. I'm not going down that road because they won't either. So what you have is kind of a, eh, as far as second base goes. And you see where I'm going to here? You could you could have brought back Newman at least for another year and found yourself some fungible middle reliever anywhere. So I, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not mad about this trade. That'd be bizarre. Okay. It's not worth either being mad or sad or happy about. It's nothing. Okay. What I try to do with these types of moves is to figure out why it is that they're doing. What's the underlying thing? What's the impact ultimately going to be? And 
this just didn't move the needle much. Certainly not enough to send out somebody that you do trust to do a job the right way. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who asks, everybody loves to win, but is there anybody in the Pirates organization who hates to lose? It seems that they're fine with being humiliated, although I guess you'd have to care to be humiliated. I can anticipate, Dave, that it's going to be one whale of an offseason when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, When I reported a little while back that the Pirates were punting on 2023. I had a pretty good idea this would occur. I also had a pretty good idea that, well, no, actually, I take that back. I didn't anticipate the degree to which they'd not be around, you know? There was a part of me that anticipated that they'd be uh, to an extent, front and center to try to fight off uh, the impression that they don't care, because that's now the overwhelming thing, isn't it? You know, it, it's it's what we talked about uh, to end last week's string of episodes. It's the issue. But now, you know, you see that there's not going to be any uh, public anything, not going to be a pirate fest or anything. They're, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. I really don't know what to say. I, I, I just can't imagine that there's a, a set of smart people sitting at 115 Federal getting together and saying, here's a good thing. Let's just not say anything. Let's not, let's not be visible. Let's not be audible. Let's not get out in front of this. Let's not. Uh, let people know, let people see and hear and feel the degree to which we care. And all that does is further perpetuate it. And maybe, you know, just maybe the thought process, and this I don't know for a fact, this is complete conjecture, is we're just going to lie low here until things get better on the field. And then we'll come out and we'll say, hey, look at us. See, we told you this was going to work. Maybe that's the thinking. 
But even that's just so backwards, so passive. And, and it doesn't fit at all with the spirit of what it sounds like you want to hear from the way you're asking the question. You know, you asked if there's anybody there who hates to lose. And my answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know because I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't heard it. I haven't felt it. I haven't seen anybody get really upset. And that, by the way, rubs off on pretty much anyone involved. You can go into the Pirates Clubhouse with very, 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 very few exceptions. And unless the music is on or off and you use that as a signifier, you have no idea if they won or lost. You have no idea if they beat somebody's brains out or if they lost by 20. You just don't know if it weren't for the music. The music's the one giveaway. It's the one giveaway. The only exception, and the reason that you, I left a little bit of a loophole there, was Dodger Stadium. And the Pirates felt really, really good about themselves out there. They played really, 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 really good ball. Not just clutchy this, lucky that. They were just so sound in every capacity. Look, I'm not repeating the stuff about Dodger Stadium because I think they ought to get a little pin for it or something, okay? I'm citing it as an example of what it could be if the young team, the young roster at hand was ever supported and how good they could feel about themselves and how they could develop their own competitive spirit, even if the people over their heads don't have it. And they might not. One of these days, I'm going to get around to telling you some of the stories from the 2012 and 2013 seasons and the degree to which the players basically became the ones who said, hey, let's go, let's go, everybody move, let's go. And it was the players who did that because the people over their heads weren't equipped with that particular trait. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.